BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, friend. I'm Nicole Walters, mom of three, your internet bestie, and founder of Inherit Learning Company. If you're looking for the motivation you need to pursue a life of purpose, then join me each week on the Nicole Walters podcast as I share my hard-learned lessons and answer your DMs about life, business, and everything in between. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Check out the Nicole Walters podcast every Tuesday here on Dear Media. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm Caroline Stanbury, star of The Real Housewives of Dubai. I'm remarried and living my best life ever. See, there's so much life after divorce. I'm starting my new chapter unapologetically. I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me on the journey. Listen to all new episodes every Wednesday. So buckle up. Welcome back to Divorce Not Dead. And this week, I am coming to you from my balcony on my honeymoon in Bali, wrapped in a towel, lying outside, looking at the jungle. I hope that you can hear these beautiful noises behind me. That's why I intentionally moved outside so that you could hear the water, the breeze. It's so beautiful. I hope it's not annoying and I hope it's more comforting. So I did a little quiz and asked you all what you wanted to talk about. And I've got really lots of many sort of cool questions that I could do. But I thought since I'm lying in Bali with my 27-year-old husband, I would broach body confidence and body image. Because it's actually one of my most asked questions since I'm 46. I always get my age wrong. And I know you guys always pointed out I'm in 40, between 46 and 48. I can never remember, but I'm 46 apparently. I was born in 76. So for any of you that want to Google. Anyway, my body obviously isn't what it was in its 20s, or even 30s, or even early 40s, to be honest. I look back at Ladies of London, and I was a lollipop. I was so thin with this giant head, one of those bobble heads. And I think, you know, when we're in our 20s and 30s, we have this sort of amazing pressure on ourselves to be everything to everyone. You're a wife, you're a mum, you're a businesswoman, and you also have to look unbelievable. And actually, it's weird. And I'm going to get into that. But I feel less pressure today to fit a certain way than I did in my 20s and 30s. And isn't that interesting? Because I think growing up, you worry about getting older. 
you know, everyone goes, oh, I don't want to get older. Or when you're 30s, I mean, I know girls that, you know, are in their 30s and have a birthday at 32 or 33 and spend the whole night crying because, you know, that's they're at the end of their lives. And now I'm here at 46. I find it laughable. Absolutely laughable. Why are you crying? You haven't even got a quarter of the way through yet. You're at the beginning. Absolute beginning. I'm still really at the beginning. I mean, I'm, no, I'm midlife, right? Unless something tr- terrible happens to me, touch wood, I'm sitting in a wood chair, so that helps. So why do we put this ridiculous pressure on ourselves to look like twiglets and to not eat, not enjoy ourselves and think that's the only way somebody will find us attractive? And that's also really sad and absolute bollocks. Absolute bollocks. I mean... You know, and I don't think it's really changed because I talk about this. My dad was in the fashion industry years and years ago. And I talk about it a lot with him. And, you know, a beautiful woman's a beautiful woman. But I remember him saying there was nothing worse than taking a girl out that pushes her food around and and doesn't eat. And you sit there having dinner by yourself and, you know, orders everything. You're like, well, then just don't order. Or, you know, Sergio feels the same way. I know that, you know, he's been on dates and watched girls, you know, push the food around and when you're in your 20s and you sort of like have don't have a hugely disposable income the last thing you want to do is take a girl to a really expensive restaurant watch her order the most expensive dish on the menu and then leave it all I mean nothing worse my daughter does that and it drives me up the bloody wall like I mean up the wall I'm all about food so I said to her you know the other day she was like you know she's what is she 16 so she's you know I will never begrudge my kids food and hotels or whatever when we travel and we travel a lot so obviously you know those kind of things when you've got three kids and they're all ordering on their own time that can really add up in a five-star hotel so I always say to them you know order whatever you want but make sure you eat it and I came home the other day and I was in Komodo and, you know, she'd ordered a pizza and truffle fries. No problem with that. But the truffle fries she'd eaten about three. The bowl was absolutely full and she ate a slice of the pizza. Now that makes me go tonto. Absolutely fucking nuts. I want to pick it up and like throw it across the room. It gets me so mad. Don't order it. I don't know if she does it th- through body. I mean, she has the most tiny little body anyway. I mean, that she, she can eat whatever she wants. But what I'm trying to allude to in that is not, not about the food portions. It's more about, you know, it's the wastage. It's, it's this, this fear of food we all have, right? I'm saying eat whatever you want, but eat it in moderation. Okay, everybody, my daughter eats absolute crap most of the time and somehow she is the size of a credit card okay but again that wears out she's 16 um you know that will stop her metabolism will slow down i keep telling her that you know but all teenagers are the same aren't they um dark rooms hide away with a pizza hut or mcdonald's at the end of their bed i mean it's just a rite of passage i think but and i don't want to make her scared of food and i don't want to make her feel that she has to be anything more than she already is. I would die for her figure if I was a young girl. And I think that we are telling people that we all need to fit a standard size. And that's absolute rubbish. Every single one of my friends looks different. I have friends of mine that I would kill for their upper bodies. You know, that's the back of your arms. So as we we get older, I think if I really, you know, take myself apart, like everyone, 
you know, not to blow my own trumpet, but, you know, I know all of you say I've got great legs, right? And I do. I have great legs. They're like little twiglets. But then the bits of me I would trade with another friend of mine who has, you know, she looks great in all these pictures because she's got these really defined, fine little arms. And I can't get that. I've got like, you know, bingo wings, as I call them. It bothers me. And so it makes me look fatter in pictures than maybe I am. And my my little twiglet legs make my stomach look bigger because obviously all the fat has to go somewhere. My my ankles are so small, I can actually fit my whole hand round them. So, you know, there are th- things that are wrong with all of us, right? So I would trade any day because I always go, well, I can cover my legs. I can't cover my arms all the time. So I'd rather have your body and I'd rather have your body. And someone else has a giant bloody bum and they'd rather have my bum. And all of these things, you know, we're never content. I've never met a woman that's gone, my body is the shit. Not really. Maybe I am in my TV show, might. But other than that, I, I, I don't think that kind of confidence exists. And so what is what we're looking at? Because I can tell you, you know, I've met most supermodels and they don't go around going, I'm the shit. And my body's absolutely perfect, even though they're worshipped daily and, you know, told that they are or they're not. Because in this fashion industry world anyway, you know, it's so fickle. So, you know, these kind of insecurities are never going to be fulfilled unless you fulfill them and go right enough. And I think, you know, sometimes I have really, really, really confident days and I go, I'm good. You know, I look great. And it's so funny. It can be the space of about 24 hours. Sergio thinks I'm bipolar. You know, literally, I wake up one morning and I feel like I am 10 ton Tessie. I then take a water pill. I'll look, you know, I'll think of how to sort of like not to eat tonight. I, you know, I'll do a push up on the floor. I mean, and when I say a push up, it is a push up because I I do one and then feel like I've done a hundred and think that that's going to solve the back of my arms. And then really I stand up and he's like, what are you doing it for? Like, he's never said to me, you need to lose weight ever. In fact, he like, I get very upset because Sergio, I don't know for whatever reason, as you all know, doesn't really see my age. So, you know, he thinks that I can do exactly what he does, which is Sergio can, you know, inhale my food, his food, the children's food and still be thinner than all of us, you know, the next day and the, or the, the next week. It just doesn't affect him because he's 27 and his metabolism is, you know, if he eats a ridiculous week, all he has to do is an hour at the gym and it drops off his body. And that's just not how mine works. If I follow him, I would be wheeled into a room daily. So how do you make yourself feel better? And how do you combat all of these things in your own head? Because at the end of the day, you know, he gives me an inch, you know, he does sort of like pander to me. But like, if I sit there every day and say I'm not eating, he would, he would have had enough. He'd have enough. Nobody wants that. And I think, you know, what I think that if you can get anything from the me and Sergio relationship, you know, no matter what it is to all of you, he doesn't see all that. He isn't, I'm sitting here in a towel outside right now. We've been here for what, nearly a month traveling. I haven't been to a hairdresser. I've got about half an inch of growth of gray hair. Well, I need Cosmosurge. I need everything. I need a good boost and a good lift and, you know, to be revived. But, 
you know, when I try and sort of get dressed in the morning, wash my hair, brush my hair, do all that rubbish and sort of not go native with him, like I hate my curly hair, hate when I'm on holiday. I spend hours trying to straighten it. He then comes along and goes, well, where are your little curl things? I love that. And he starts sort of like trying to get the ringlets out of my hair, which drives me absolutely crazy. Then, you know, I'll put on mascara. And he's like, what are those things attached to your face? And I'm like, they're my eyelashes. They look fake. Take it off. And I'm like, it's just mascara. Like I've never holidayed without mascara. No, no, no. Take it off. And then I'm like thinking, why am I fighting my husband? Like, it's ridiculous. What am I doing this for then? I'm doing, you know, 40 minutes of getting up and getting ready. Or not 40 minutes, but whatever it is. You know, brushing my hair, doing my makeup. And he's literally saying he doesn't like it. And, you know, I look at the pictures and I don't like them. And none of you are ever going to see them. But he's like, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. And so my point really is, who are we trying to please? What are we doing it all for? You know, who is the one telling me my body image is wrong I mean is it is it for my neighbors my friends my girlfriends because it's not for my husband because my husband's asking me to stop you know like nothing he hates more is that when my makeup artist shoves on false lashes and which I mean he gets that I'm on tv and all of that so you know there are times that I need really heavy makeup and lights and all that kind of stuff and you know he, he thinks I look pretty but it's not how he wants me to look. You know, he can appreciate it. And he's like, okay, it, you know, in a way, it's for him, it's like a character. But he doesn't want me to be at home like that. He doesn't want to lie in bed. And, and, and I know so many girls. You know, I know girls that have given birth to babies, literally, and this is not an exaggeration, and have had their makeup artist meet them directly after labor so that their husband wouldn't see them looking like shit. And that's the truth. And then it's like, isn't that ridiculous? And I'm not even berating them because I'm that girl. I'd have fucking done that. If my husband had found a makeup artist to meet me outside the labor ward, I would have done it. I mean, he definitely did. The first thing he did back then, by the way, was book me. I think I was in the, I was in the Chelsea in Westminster and they just introduced a hairdresser. So when I came out, I'd get my hair done straight away so that when people saw me, I'd look nice again. But I didn't, I didn't go as far as the makeup artist, but I did, I did have a blow dry immediately. Isn't that ridiculous? It's fucking nuts that we are thinking about this in a life-changing experience that should be such a wonderful moment, but we're all so bothered about what we look like. But for who again? For who? I also know girls who have separate bathrooms whose husbands have never seen them without makeup. I know girls who would, would just, you know, wake up early to get themselves ready before so their husband. How do you live the rest of your life like that? I mean, my poor husband has seen me in every position possible. Literally. Like, I mean, I'm the worst, as you all know. So like, even with, with my skin, and that's why I would say my beauty routine is like, you know, you leave it to the professionals. You know, I'll wake up with my makeup on because I don't know how to do it. So I'll think, oh, I'll get two days out of this. And I think, you know, the funny thing is the younger my husband is, the less body image I have. And it's it's weird because, you know, I do see him, He, you know, with Instagram. Obviously, he follows young girls and Insta models and fitness models and 
all of this. And that's another thing you all ask me. Aren't you scared that he wants something else or goes after something else? And I'm like, really, really, really not. And I think that actually being with Sergio has given me more confidence than I've ever had in that. I think older men, weirdly, want the younger women more. I think older men see the age in us more um, or make you feel old because they're feeling old. Where Sergio is so vibrant, he doesn't see the age. He's just like, oh, well, you know, and he comes to the hairdresser and says, you know, cover up the, covers up the gray and it's gone, right? So he doesn't see that as a permanent feature. The, the weight, okay, so I've put on an extra few pounds, but I've put on an extra few pounds trying to have a baby for him, right? So for him, again, it's not really a big deal and it's spread over my body. It's not like I'm waddling through the... I mean, I'm, I'm guessing he'd probably have a problem if I came home a stone heavier or two stone heavier. But right now, it's manageable. And I think, you know, that's what I've learned after 40. I mean, really, let me think. 43 is when it really began to hit me. When I really, really, really found it hard. I think before I could lose the weight in like a couple of weeks. Now it takes me a few months, which is a hard pill to swallow because it actually takes work. Before I could just skip dinner for a week and I'd be fine. You know, I just, it would just pop off. Now, skipping dinner isn't enough. I've actually got to skip dinner and go for a 40-minute walk every day. And I've understood that now. So that's probably one of the major changes. And then I think just being at ease and understanding that, what am I going to do about it? I am 46. I mean, I can't hide it. My metabolism has changed. It has. The good news is, girls, you've pretty much got till you're 46 or 43 before it really goes to where it is. And okay, so I look back at pictures of me and I used to be, I guess, I could be between 49 and 53 kg comfortably. Just always. Now I'm between 55 and 58. And I'm... 58 being my heaviest. And that is just a, just a fact, I guess, that I've just got to get comfortable with. Sergio says I should stop weighing myself. I probably should. I can't. I do need to check. I think that's a sort of a thing that I do to keep myself in check, that as I sort of tip the scales at 58, I know that I should just pull back a little bit. And I think that's what it is. You don't have to go on these crazy... I know girlfriends of mine who do these, you know, total detoxes. They eat just soups for a week. Just juice. I can't do that. I can't run a household, have all my kids, have my businesses and live off juice. I can't, I get headaches. I get giant headaches. I get really grumpy. Sergio would rather I was fat than grumpy. And that's a fact because he can't live with the grumpy. And I think, you know, I think I want to tell you all that once you make peace with your size, and I think we all have a natural size actually. And that doesn't mean girls just sit in a corner and pig out all day. Don't do that. You know, because that is a slippery slope. And at our age, once you've done that, it's very hard to pull it back. But find your comfort, find your, you know, natural flow in life so that you can travel, you can enjoy. Who the fuck wants to live off a lettuce leaf? 
that's not fun. Like yesterday, I had, okay, so I, I went out with Sergio, we had fish tacos, and we had a piece, a slice of carrot cake. Now, that is not, you know, pushing the boat out. That is not going crazy. We shared the carrot cake, but we had a lovely time. And Sergio is one of the most healthy men ever. It's not like he's going to allow me to become this fat slob, sit at home and die in my own filth. You know, he's going to walk me and he's going to make me go to the gym with him. I mean, having said that, girls, let's talk about that. I was in a stage where I really, I mean, I had, I've had every trainer under the sun. I have done boot camp. I have done stuff. And over the years, I've learned boot camp doesn't work for me. All it does is I end up in the back, with, in the back doctor with knee hurting. It costs me more money than it does good. My knees go every single time because I, you know, as you all know, I um, walk funny. My shoulder goes. I just do damage to myself because invariably when you're doing boot camp and you're doing things so fast, you haven't really got the technique right. And also what I find is when I really push myself to that kind of limit, I'm bloody hungry. So all I do is go straight back home and eat because I'm hungry. So that doesn't work. Then I've done, I think one of the best things for me, if I really remember back and how much I loved my body, was Pilates and things like this for me. Um, even Sergio and I started doing the reformer. And he, I mean, it was so funny. This is a guy that's trained for his whole life with soccer. And I mean, that bloody machine almost knocked him sideways. He couldn't, and it's only tiny little leg movements. It was hilarious. He couldn't do it at all. I loved watching him do that. It was so funny, but it's really good for your body. It elongates you. It makes you feel amazing. Gives you good posture, which I don't have. And I think, you know, that for some of our age is great. I also love a good walk. So, and it's hard in Dubai because, you know, you're talking about 40 degrees. So, you know, I do feel quite tired in that. So I prefer, personally, I prefer a treadmill. Um, Sergio prefers an actual walk. I like a treadmill because I can just put on my podcast and actually it's, I don't get to listen that often. So I really like to sort of put it in, switch off, and I know how far I've gone on what incline. And the, the machines are so clever this time. So you kind of feel like you're outside. You can, I, I mean, I have a gorgeous gym where I live, so I can look out at the pool and I can see outside and I can feel like I'm there and I've got a breeze. So I, I love the treadmill. And I think that works for me because you can do, you can do it at your own pace. You can do it on your own incline. You can do it anytime. And I can get some work done. At the same time, I can read my contracts. So it's all about your lifestyle. There is never an excuse that you can't do anything. Of course you can. And then I think, you know, universally when we get old, it's all the same areas. What are we worried about? Well, I can tell you my inner thighs, the back of my arms, absolutely hate, and my stomach. I mean, I think that's for all of us. I, I don't really think any other woman thinks about any other area. I've never heard anyone complain about their ankles. Really, I mean, I suppose sometimes, but like really rarely. And under your chin, maybe, you know. So I think the, the universal things, it's, it's nothing new. So, you know, I, I try and focus like if I'm walking, the rest of my body's pretty good. So I'll do things like rowing, pull downs, you know, but again, just small sets. I'm not trying to change the world. 
I'm not going to run to be Miss whatever it is, UK bodybuilder anytime soon. I'm not trying to change anything. I just need to feel good for me without, you know, obviously Sergio has never said to me that he wants me to improve my body. But obviously at the same time, there's a fine line. You know, he also won't want to go out with a flubby grandmother who's got bingo wings that flap behind her. So, you know, there's a, a certain amount I do for me, certain amount I do for him, but in a very relaxed way, you know, and, and I think that's key. Like I'm on this trip now, we are walking every day, so I'm not doing any gym. He, on the other hand, it's part of his routine. He feels better. He needs that to sort of focus and get it. And I like that for him because what I think it does is that I think it um, what trains the brain. I think it trains him to be focused and to go get what he wants. So he needs that for his testosterone levels, to get it out of his body, to do through, go through his day. I don't. I get up. My routine is get up, read the news, and answer my emails straight away. I need to get straight into work. I like to put aside a good couple of hours. And then I feel like I've, I'm good for the day. Then I want to go and walk on a treadmill, maybe by myself. I think being honest with yourself is a massive thing. I am not getting up at five in the morning. And I do watch some of my followers do that. I mean, some of the most successful people I know get up at five in the morning to do this. And I, I read that that's what you have to do to get the extra hours in the day. I don't know. Maybe I should. I like to do it sort of around, do my stuff and then get up, put my, my gear on and walk over to the gym around lunchtime and do it then because it just, you know, takes me out of the house and breaks up my day. I only need 20 minutes a day, really. So it's not, it's not like a ladies lunch. It's three hours and I'm going to come back. The other thing I've done for myself in the last, well, almost two months now is I haven't drunk any alcohol. I think, you know, when you do a show like Housewives and all of that, you know, you tend to sort of drink more than you should. Some of these friends of ours could drive most sane women to drink. So I think we took a break, not for any other reason than we just thought, well, we're traveling now. It's not like I'm a social drinker, social smoker, all of these things. So, you know, it wasn't a big thing for me because it's just Sergio and I doing it. So we're just traveling together. So there's no one to drink with. So I've never been, I've never ever in my life gone home from work and poured myself a glass of wine by myself. Just not who I am. So, you know, I'm a social person and those, those things probably are what I do to make myself, when you're tired, enjoy the outing a little bit more. Since we're not doing that, it's been really, really easy. No smoking, no alcohol. And again, my skin feels better. He says my skin looks amazing. My skin feels better. My hair feels better. I'm not wearing makeup out here. So that's another, what, three weeks, no makeup, I suppose. No makeup, no hair. It's really freeing. You know, this is, there's something to be said about a total switch off and detox. And um, I would suggest this for anyone. And actually, Bali is one of the best places to do it, I can tell you girls, because it's really not expensive. It's really a lovely lifestyle. And it's really chilled. You know, it's not like when you go to Europe and you know that you're going to, you know, God, you, you may go and stay with a friend, but, you know, outside of town, but you're going to probably run into 50 people from London and you really don't want anyone to see you without full glam. You know, here, I know I'm not running into anyone. 
I'm really not. So it's completely freeing. I, complete, I am totally myself. And I think that's the, the, the other thing, just to make sure that you have, when you have a partner, that you have a partner that you can be yourself with, that you don't need to pretend. And so many people do because we've lived a lie for so long that we are a certain way. You know, they hide the, the drinking, they hide the food binging because food binging can be an, an emotional crutch for people. You know, they hide the eating from their partner. They hide the body dysmorphia and all of this kind of things that we all have. Oh, no, I'm naturally this thin. No, you're not. No, you're actually not. You're not eating. And I think that that's a really, really important point. And I think, you know, you need to remember, don't just do it for yourself. Do it for your children and everyone around you. Do it because you believe it. And let go. Let go of what you think everybody needs you to be. Let go of like, you know, the thing that if you're not this thin and your hair isn't perfect, nobody's going to like you. Let go of what you think a man needs because it isn't. You know, a man, the right man will love you for absolutely every phase. You know, who doesn't want you to look beautiful? And if anything, it's amazing that when you're, you know, at home in your tracksuit and then you get out and you look fucking fabulous when you go to an event. And that he can see the difference in how much effort you've made. Otherwise, you, you know, you've put yourself in this impossible circle of always having to look like a supermodel. And it's just not achievable. Especially as we get older, we are going to get bits of our body we don't like. And you have to make peace with them. I have been to every doctor under the sun asking if they can suck the fat out of my arms. Suck the fat out of my stomach. And they won't do it because they're all like, you're thin already. You just need to tone or you just need to lose a little bit. And, you know, it won't work. And, you know, it's not worth it. And I'm kind of grateful to them for that because I've just got to, like, accept my lot. You know, I'm just going to have to accept it. And then I look at other girlfriends of mine who've made this, like, they, they spend so much money going into surgery to get all this stuff done. And I'm like, what are you doing? Your body's bloody perfect. It's just in our heads, ladies. It's in our heads. And I'm here to tell you that young guys or men that are worth having don't rate you on this. As long as you are confident, confidence is sexier than anybody, okay? Confidence and personality. Sergio had many, many gorgeous, gorgeous women after him before me, okay, who had much better bodies, but not the personality. And, you know, as much as he likes the body to look at, he doesn't think that he could have spent a minute of a day with someone without a personality because he's got to spend his life there. And that's the point. Nobody wants to look at a picture. They want a real person, someone to grow a business with, someone to grow their family with, someone with the same values, someone that wants to build a business with them, someone with a brain, someone they can talk to. If they want a picture, you know, then it's the wrong person. It's the wrong fucking person. So, ladies, find your equilibrium, find your happy path, and accept who you are. And even make fun of it. I make funny, fun of it now. Uh, I'll roll around on the floor with him and tell him, you know, about my flabby arms or whatever it is. But then also do something about it. You don't like it, do something about it. Do the sit-up, push-ups. I know that unless I start, I'm, even if I went on a diet tomorrow, unless I start doing push-ups, my arms aren't changing. But, you know, it's my own fault. I'm lazy as fuck. I don't want to do push-ups right now. I'm on holiday. 
I really don't want to. I'll deal with it when I get back. But at the end of the day, I hold the key. Not you, not anyone else, not me moaning, not me wishing my lot was different. I have to do the hard work. That's it. So I hope this gives you some insight into body image and you know what it means for us all. And I hope that you understand that, you know, it's not all about the body. I mean, I think dating apps, magazines have done that and sort of conditioned us to think that that's what it is. But it's not. I'm here to tell you it's not. It's to do with the person and who you are and who you are deep inside. And if you have a sense of humor and you're clever and you're vibrant and you're that, that wins. It always fucking wins. It just does. So believe in yourself and accept things changing because, you know, it's the only way to move forward. By not accepting change in any part of your life, to be honest, holds us back. It only makes us bitter. It makes us sad. It makes us depressed. It makes us wish for things we can't get. And if you can't change it, you better accept it. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action. 